This is Amalia Eon Karras. Hey everyone, it's Satya, and you're listening to Love, Love Sex, Sex, and, and a Hidden, Hidden Agenda. agenda. Welcome back to our show. Satya here, and I'm here with Amalia. Hello, Amalia. Hello. <laughs> so I wanted to talk today uh, about relationship patterns, particularly um, avoidance in relationship and how that surfaces and um, and how what that has to do with our, our needs and um, maybe unmet needs as well and the push and pull of relationships. I know for me what's been coming up um, lately is uh, a lot of just kind of looking over my life, looking back and seeing, you know, I've always had a, a, a lot of awareness, but at every stage of, of our development, we tend to sort of reintegrate what we already know and we tend to see it in new, in new, a new light. Right. So um, what's been coming up for me a lot is, you know, I'm looking back on my relationships uh, my intimate relationships and, and, you know, the ones that didn't work out, which there were several, <laughs> I think to myself, what is, is there something wrong with me? I mean, wasn't I supposed to just, you know, get married once, stay with the person forever, have three kids and the big house and, you know, the perfect life and be in love and, you know, and wasn't that how it was supposed to be? And, and yet, each step along the way, I, I did not <laughs> set myself up for that at every turn, even at, at, you know, other chances I had. I still would set myself up in a situation that was inevitably not going to work out. And... Mm-hmm. You know, I really had to take a, a long, hard look at um, where you know, I mean, there's been people that I've been with who I'm, you know, there's some part of them that I can't get to or or, you know, let's or this person doesn't want to, you know, touch me or or hold me or and, and I'm, you know, crying myself to sleep at night. And, and then, you know, how is that going to work out? Right. That's not going to work out. But if I knew this about this person at the beginning, why would I stay five years? You know, yeah, I'm curious when at the beginning, like, were you looking for the husband and three kids scenario? Uh, yes. Like a, oh, yes. Oh, I yes, feel never. like it. Yeah, I feel like at every turn, that's, that's what I Wait, wanted. And yet, that was your goal. Uh-huh. Yeah. And yet somehow I would lose my focus and I would, I would get distracted or something. And then I'd be with somebody that um, I would see a red flag at the beginning. Like, okay, here's a um, deal breaker. 
Mm-hmm. Like, let's say, you know, I, and I think I've mentioned things like this before, but but let's say that, you know, there were certain great things, but the person, ha- you know, was a pure, pure, full-blown alcoholic. Yeah, and, I was going to say, you know, addiction. Couldn't, couldn't keep a job, <laughs> yeah. you know, or there's somebody over here who has, you know, a nice job, but has an avoidant thing where they they don't want to be intimate or something, you know, or there's this, you know, and and I, I, I finally, you know, really, really had to face the fact that though I thought I wanted um, this life, I don't think I ever felt, first of all, I don't, ha- I didn't have the upbringing to, to fit into that normal mold of society. I just didn't. So, so there's that. And there's a, a, a blessing and a huge reason for that. And, um, but I, I feel like, I, I would choose situations that unconsciously, all right, unconsciously, <laughs> that I would inevitably, it was just not going to work. And, and, it, and in the end, it would have to end. And what that did was that kept me safe from having to fully give myself in every way it kept me safe from being hurt. It kept me safe from being destroyed, right? Because I saw something happen with my parents and I saw one of my parents just be destroyed by the end of a, a relationship. And I vowed to myself at that point, I would never let that happen to me. So what did I do? I, I, I spent my life wanting this thing, but choosing situations that would be impossible to have it. Therefore, there's a piece of my heart that I always have protected. Mm-hmm. And, and then, so when it ends, I can kind of say, well, they weren't, you know, that wasn't really everything. Or I knew there was, you know, this huge darkness there and it wasn't going to work out or it was so unhealthy for me anyway. Right. So w- let me ask you when you, when you saw the red flag initially, did you also have the thought that you could either, maybe fix it or somehow you could deal with it and it wasn't going to affect you? Yes. Over and over and over again. There were times that I thought I could fix it. And there were other times I thought, well, you know, nobody gets, you know, everything Everything, they want and I need to just endure this situation. And maybe there's something wrong with me that I want to be held or that I, I want to... So sacrificing the need. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's really common. And then, yeah, so you're sacrificing your own needs, thinking, well, this is enough, this should be enough, it's close enough, right? And, right. and, and I should be I able to live without... More, yeah. Right, I have, all the, I have these needs, but I should be able to live without those, and I, and I will just figure out a way. Now, what is that? That's just more, more splitting of our personalities, more fragmentation, more, you know, but we are told, and I feel like I was told somewhere along the line, I don't know if it was religion or, or society, I think it's told to us everywhere, is like, you, you need to, you know, grin and bear it. You need to, you know, you're in this and you stay in this. And this was like, even, I wasn't even necessarily married to this person, right, or these people. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like, okay, you know, you have love for this person and this is, and this is now where you need to, 
just stay until, you know, it would just literally come crashing down because that's what happens with the unmet needs, right? Like they, it creates this, this whole entire huge ball of energy that is being ignored or turning into some kind of demon or something. And, and then inevitably it's gonna. Yeah. It's like a black hole sucking. We can try and avoid it or ignore our own needs, but. It, yeah, it never and the, goes away because it's a core part of of our functioning, our healthy functioning. Yeah, certain needs met. Yeah, and these messages, like safety, like connection, love, support. Yeah, core and, and core so needs. yeah, yeah. I, I mean, like the messages of you know you you don't you don't really deserve to have all of your needs met. Oh, wouldn't that be selfish if you really got everything you wanted? Oh, who do you think you are? Uh, wanting that's a big one who do you think um, you are I've actually yeah. had people say that to me I had an old woman say that to me who do you think you are <laughs> because I, I told her what my needs were and she was just like tough shit you know like tough luck cookie or something who do you think you are and I'm like um that's a basic need <laughs> for me to feel <laughs> safe <laughs> Yeah, like, I think I'm just like basically <laughs> loving myself a little bit here like I can't but it it told me so much about her that she had oh, sex, yeah. you know, that was like a 80 year old woman and I was like whoa that woman's had a hard hard life and she was so upset that I was going after my dreams and I think it was after I had left my husband too yeah, it really, wow. it, it upsets people. So I want to back up though, because when you said how, you know, did your parents ever sit you down and like discuss with you how to find a good man or find, a, <laughs> find your, get your needs met, right? They didn't, did they? Uh, oh goodness. No, of course not. No, yeah, of course. My, my parents never talked to me about marriage ever. Never. I never had any dating advice from my family. I never had any college advice, for God's sake, from my family. Like nobody sat me down and ever talked to me like financial planning. Like they never helped me even open a bank account, let alone um, with my homework or how to get into college. Nothing. I had to figure it all out myself. So of course, when you're figuring out something as a child, like relationship and sexuality mm-hmm. how were you ever going to develop a, a loving supportive marriage like the only way you would even know how to do that is if you had seen it exactly and none of us have seen that I mean none of us I mean there are the exception of people who who really grew up with really loving parents who nurtured them and they had like an extended family of all generations involved that they could see the cycle of life. You know, I see in Latin cultures in um, African cultures and in some Eastern cultures that, that they're more well-rounded, like those basic needs are easier for them to be met because they grew up in community and they always had community and family to guide them. So whenever I see someone who has a strong family tie always they're more grounded, they have more support, they have less fear in their body, less trauma in their body. But if you grew up isolated and with a dysfunctional family and constantly in fear of, you know, your next paycheck or the money or the rent or what, you're in trauma. 
all the time. So you have a lot of unmet needs, which is, you know, the state of most of the Western world at this point. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And I, it makes me really have healthy relationships. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It really, it really makes me feel sad when I I think about, you know, because, and then there's even people who, let's say they did take that, that road that I, um, you know, fantasize would, would be right because that's what I've been shown in commercials and things like that. Most of those people are, you know, there's huge skeletons in the closet. There's a ton of, you know, lack of integrity or fidelity or, or there's, you know, emotions that are being completely ignored uh, in order to, you know, stay with the person and that per and a lot of people completely fragment themselves and become a different person even just to stay in a relationship and they are convinced that they are happy yet they have no idea what's really going on and that scares the living you know what out of me like i i just <laughs> so i'm like yeah because ah, you, ah, you ah. and i <laughs> you and i are both women that are not going to settle for less Mm-mm. than what we want like we we need a certain level of connection. And if we don't have what we'd rather be on our own. So therefore we'd rather risk leaving the relationship, you know, and absolutely over than staying. Now, a lot of people don't have the ability to take that kind of a risk. Like most people in the world would rather stay. And that's when you get into the sexless marriage or the abusive relationships or just the complacency and the obesity and the addictions because they don't, they're not going to go find their needs somewhere else. You know, they're, they're just going to live with it. Exactly. And we're saying like, we don't want to live like that. We can't, it's like somehow hurting our soul to, to not have these needs met Right. And, and, and then I, to have them in the first place makes it look like we're somehow um, selfish and self-absorbed, um, I don't know, relationship addicts or something. True, true. And and that's a key point. And, you know, I, I do feel like most people are walking around um, with a lot of needs. Um, for connection and love and they just don't have it whether they're married or not or whatever the situation is and it, we have been given permission to that that's okay the, oh oh yeah oh, that's fine that you're not supposed to meet your needs in fact it's bad to have needs or, or have desires or, selfish or, or yeah. Right. When in some way, yeah. When it's just totally a normal human need, everybody has a need for connection and touch and love and adoration. Yet so many of us were raised so neglected from that, that we've created these like weird distortions in our field and, and coping mechanisms. Mm-hmm. Um, and so people have turned into really, unhealthy adults because of the lack of love and affection and attention, like all the psychopaths, narcissists, and, um, you know, the extreme personality disorders. 
And then you just get a bunch of people that are, are numbing out and trying to do what they think is right, but feeling completely unmet and unsatisfied and, you know, just kind of stuck in the, the daily grind. Right. And then, you know, we've been told things like, you know, oh, you know, you should, it, oh, it's healthy to have space. Oh, it's healthy to be alone. Oh, it's, you you got to be independent. Oh, you're, you're not happy. Um, you, nobody can make you happy. You need to make yourself happy and you don't need anyone else. And this, all of this yeah, kind like of like positive, in a cave. It, it, yeah, like all of this, like positive thinking bullshit. Like, okay, I'm all about positive thinking. It does have its place, but you know, it, there's also a it's lot of placement for connection, true connection. It's just and, not the truth. Yeah. It's just not the truth. I mean, my goodness, my dog, I, you know, spent all day cuddling my dog. I left for 20 minutes. I came back and he went berserk. Like just, oh, oh God, oh God, oh God, oh God, oh, oh, please, please, oh, please touch me, oh, please, 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 please. just, you know, barking just up on me. I mean, you know, and, 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 and I, I had this moment where I thought, oh, wow. Yeah, oh, if wow. a human did that, that would be like, oh my God, they're so needy. There's something so wrong with them. Right. And, you know, or they've got, oh, this personality disorder or that person, you know, and I, I'm obviously not saying you have to act like a dog, but I am saying that, you know, we are um, creatures yeah, so of this earth. And, yeah. and yeah, and I, I just had this moment where I thought, oh, oh, gosh, you know, I, well, I actually thought my dog was completely crazy. You know, I put the human thing, I put my program onto my animal and I thought, okay, there's got to be something wrong with this dog. Like, this is not, you know, but no, this is how animals are. Well, you know, is and even your dog my, a rescue dog? <laughs> yes, he's a rescue dog. But like and anyone all, knows that they've rescued animals, they all have animals with personality disorders. I mean, that's really common. Anyone who has a rescue dog, like the dog who bit my face, that was a rescue dog. Mm-hmm. And right. Dog, animals have trauma, just like humans, and they they act it out more naturally than we do. It's easier to see in animal behavior. Like, right, but oh, every it. dog I've had, like even the one who came from like the cute little, you know, was was taken care of very well, and I had him since he was a puppy. They all like they all want to be near you. They, they all, yeah, they, do. they want companions. They all miss you. Even if you leave, they yeah. want to cuddle with you on the sofa. They want to sleep with you. They want to, you know, and, and, and we've, we have so much separation. So it just, it put me in touch with just how much like as humans, we have separated ourselves or convinced ourselves that we are an island. We actually don't need anyone when, you know, actually um, you can have a relationship and it is okay. And it actually, you are a more integrated person. If you do need love from somebody and you are willing to receive and give love. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And all of the push pull stuff, all of the, you know, avoidance and the space. And, you know, a lot of that is, is just, conditioned or fragments or we've had to you know from the time we were babies right coping yeah Yeah. people trying to like override the the core need so that they don't 
have to need it because it's inconvenient to need touch and affection if it's not given freely and you have to go look for it or you feel needy or you feel like um like weak even admitting that you need a hug i mean that's that's really common like i grew up without a lot of affection like my my mother is not an affectionate person whatsoever i was not i was needing it but i also grew up she kind of, I inherited the belief that hugging was like overrated and there was no need for it. Mm. So like all the Californians that hugged, you know, she was a New Yorker and it was just like disgusting. Even now she's like, why that person wants to hug me. And that's a, that plays into me a lot, you know, but yet my soul really wants to connect and feel a true connection. Um, Right. You know, it plays out in really interesting ways. And I, when we have unmet needs like that, we, distortions, um, dysfunction, addiction, um, mental disorders all get exaggerated and and come into play when we have a, a core unmet need for like safety, connection, love, nutrition. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm just saying there is a lack of healthy connection, and that we we're we're either we seem to go between you know some kind of unhealthy connection, or or, and then you know the connection isn't necessary and not okay. Uh, So, so we're saying because we have like two minutes, we have to wrap up. (laughs) Um, Allow yourself to receive love today. That's what I say. Yes. Give yourself permission to ask for a hug or love or whatever you're needing because it's, it's necessary for our survival. The connection is necessary. Yep. I love it. And vital. It's vital for our health. And thanks for letting me rant. I got, I was getting all worked up. Yeah. It's, it was a good rant. I think <laughs> It's a core issue that we all have to varying degrees, some more extreme than others. But, you know, whoever's listening, go hug someone, give some love, receive some love. (laughs) Or write to us. Yeah. Tell us what unmet needs are happening in your life or distortions of unmet needs. But, yeah. Yeah. I just pray that we can those awake people um, can collectively create a world with more love, with more support, with more care for each other, where we can connect and not have to feel like we have to be so self-sufficient that we're supposed to figure everything out on our own by ourselves. It, it doesn't work like that. We need each other. Amen. Thank you, Satya. Thank you, Amalia. All right. Well, um, write to us. Let us know what you're feeling, what's being provoked in you when you hear our podcast. If you have questions or topics you would like us to discuss, you can reach us at lovesexagenda.com and on social media and YouTube, Love Sex Agenda. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Bargo de Vasia, de
Thanks for hanging out with us. If you'd like to contact us and stay in touch with us, you can find us at lovesexagenda.com. That's lovesexagenda.com. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram, Love Sex and the Hidden Agenda.